This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. this time. Um, hello and welcome to Homestow Radio, a show about Palace for the fans, made by the fans. Uh, my name's Chris Ambling, I'm here to guide you through our review of the last week. Um, with me doing that, I think I'm going to introduce them first on the count that I've just realised that I've not actually written the introduction in full. So, um, with me helping me are Nick Gillard. Hello, Nick. Hello. How are Hi. you? Oh, well, it's good. Everything's good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's got a feeling it's down a bit now, hasn't it? Yeah, there's a lot more positive positivity about. Um, people seem a little bit more calm. Let's hope we take that into the playoffs. I'm also joined by Albert. Hello, Albert. Premier League, here we come. Exactly. Um, you sound happy. You could, oh, was there a burp there? No, that was a snicker. Right, OK. It just it sounded like a burp. No, it wasn't. Uh, it was a... <laughs> like that. Ah, right, OK. OK, 
okay, cool. And I listened to it back, I see it, I won't, I won't believe what I've said. Um, anyway, um, before we uh, get into the details of what we're, um, we're going to do, obviously it's been a... We, well, we haven't been on air for two weeks, we, uh, we unfortunately had to cancel last week's show on account of us playing football. It's rubbish reason <laughs> to cancel it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it was close, something resembling football anyway. Um, you could, you the, could tell it had gone bad when sort of near the end they said, look, let's mix it. Let's mix the teams up. I think they were getting bored of beating us. They did, yeah. I tried to point out I wasn't there, so oh, they don't send me in the shower. That is the ultimate humiliation. Guys, do you want to mix the teams up? Oh, <laughs> come on. There's only ten minutes left. You've already humiliated us. But anyway, we're keeping up our record of losing every five-a-side game 9-0. Nine, nine, so there we go. Um... So we were we were going to do a, sh- uh, a midweek show after the Millwall game had, had we been victorious in that, but obviously we weren't. We drew that game nil nil, um, and that obviously that was after the the, the draw against Blackburn as well. Um, so uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a stuttering week as we kind of expected, but we came to yesterday, um, last game day of the season. A lot of people said um, sort of early on that it would be the Palace traditional way of doing things that it would all come down to the last game. I think for quite a while we probably all thought it would. It would be automatic or playoffs that would be decided on the last day. But as it was, it was, it was a well. I mean, all the results were all over the place. Really, it was. It was. I mean, Bolton for quite a significant period of the time were in that top six and dropped out at the last minute. It ended up being Leicester, who were kind of the lowest. I think they were eighth at one point during the course of results, and they ended up in the um, ended up in the plus at the end. So it was a crazy day, really. Madness. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's what it's all about, really. Uh, so, but that that is. Uh, well, that's the sort of things we'll be talking about today. Um, we'll, the most detail we'll reserve, obviously, for yesterday's game, um, and also looking ahead at, at the two games. On first, the home game on Friday against Brighton, then the away leg on the following Monday. Nervous, I am already. But there we go. Um, so obviously, we'd love to hear from you as we always do. You can give us a call. I'm not sure how wise that's going to be today, but if you want to risk it, do it. It's 0203 
I've never seen anyone look quite so terrified as I jumped up in front of the window wearing a fucking mask. So Is it your reflection? Yeah, I think it might have been that as well, yeah. But I, um, unfortunately, what she didn't see, which would probably would have cheered her up no end, um, or not. was, no, would have been the fact that as I landed from the jumping up thing, I fell backwards down two rows of seats, but... Still, you know, that's that's my memories from that particular game. Um, but I, weirdly enough, I do do remember the two goals. Um, great goal from Stephen Dobby and a, an equally impressive finish from Jordan Rhodes. I think it's only one goal, league goal uh, behind Glenn Murray at the end of the season, really. So, see, Murray's got the playoffs to extend that. Hopefully, he'll bag a few in those games. But, uh, but I mean, Rhodes, Rhodes' finish was just superb. And really, I mean, it's... I think when you look at how Blackburn have struggled and you look at the opportunities we've had, it really hits home. We, we finished seven points off of second place. And you just think about this, Blackburn is a perfect example, Millwall another one. Um, and there's just games and games and games of it. I think Forest equalising in like the last minute of a game, I think. Blackport at home. Uh, home, yeah. I think thrown away points first game of the season against Watford, although considering... You know how they finished the season. Maybe doesn't look such a bad result, but we did throw that away. And you think about how close we were to potentially, well, at least comfortably being in, in second place and probably challenging for first. So you can kind of finish the season with some regrets in that sense. And I think the Blackburn game kind of summed that up really. I think you know they were obviously a team that were in the Premiership last year and um, and aren't really playing like it. And it's, it's an example, but, but off the field they're in turmoil. On the field they're not much better. Um, and you'd really expect us to take advantage and it's just we've just started to the uh, to the end of the season so going on to Millwall I'll ask Albert's opinion in general on that in a second um, again the game played out probably played out in the spirit you'd, you'd expect from a Palace versus Millwall game it was it was high tempo uh, not a lot of quality on show really chances at a premium um, possession I suppose probably over the course of the whole game was fairly equal but yeah again it's a nil-nil it's a game you'd have expected to have won I mean but ultimately Albert be disappointed with a point or you kind of expect that sort of thing um, I think in light of recent form I would, you know, I'd have taken a point before the game and you know let's not forget Millwall were scrapping for you know their survival as well and it's such a tight league that our form can you know mix with their Desire to stay up, but the, the result didn't surprise me at all. To be honest, mm. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how. I, you know, I didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a particularly great, great day to be a Palace fan. Really, you kind of. I suppose last season, being being New Year's Day and winning winning that game, winning it one 0 with an incredibly rare Jermaine Easter goal, and just I think a, a good Jermaine Easter goal as well. Yeah, it was even rarer. <laughs> but it was just, you know, what I mean, it was just one of those. It was kind of like. You're not gonna, you're not really gonna top that in terms of beating Mill unless you sort of demolish them five mil or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, it was it, again. It's one of those. If we'd done it, you look at the table now and you think actually if we'd beaten them. Um, well, I suppose if we'd beaten Peterborough. We, they, we would have actually saved them again. But you know, they're so close to the relegation zone. It'd been nice to have them, nice to have put them down, really. But you know, such is life. We've, you know, we've we've done all right. There's no two ways about it. You come to the end of the season finishing the playoff places you've got to be happy with that really and again I think the Millwall game is an, is an example of a game where with the quality we've got you know when you compare the two teams there's absolutely no way we, we shouldn't we should have drawn that game you know it was 
but I mean, I think I think I'm right in saying that I think both sides had three shots all game. It was that kind of a match, you know. I can't. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I fell asleep listening to it on the radio. To yeah, honest. I don't blame you, mate. I really don't. I wish, wish I could have gone to sleep there. It was. Um, it's bizarre, and I say, like I say, the weird thing was it wasn't like a. I don't think we even played badly. I don't. I really don't. I don't think we were poor. We just. You know, it was just the, the two st- the style that they approached the game with. Just you know, we didn't we didn't have anything there really. I think. Well, they, do you think it was okay? Did both teams happy to take the point? I mean, I was on holiday again. I didn't see it, but. I, I, I think Millwall. I think Millwall were delighted for the point. They're, they seemed very much intent on just stopping us and seeing if they could pick something up. Kind of like the things that people used to criticise Friedman for sort of doing away from home, but obviously they're at home, but. You know, you wouldn't have known it. I think we were, I think we had more fans than they did, but I don't know what was happened to them really. But like, I mean, it was just one of those, mate. They they, they went for a, they went for a point. They got a point. At the end, of, they come to the end of the season, they're still in the championship. So that's the sort of, that's the sort of level of ambition they've got. But they I mean, beating each other up. <laughs> they weren't. There was no. There's no. Obviously, we sung a few songs along those lines to them. Um, you fight your own fans and so on, but then, no, it was none of that. I think perhaps the most memorable thing from the game was the appearance of the bench of uh, Dan- Danny Ingesson. Um, I think he think he came on about seventy-two minutes, um, and he was substituted within, I think, fifteen minutes or so, um, and got roundly booed and went straight down the tunnel. Uh, I'm actually just going to find it now. I'm going to find Kenny Jackett's comments. It was. It was really did make me laugh it's the only thing that did that day I think but um, la, 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 la. it was a reflection of his performance the substitution opened us up and I needed it, needed to address it to get us over the line you have to play with direction and passion at Mill and I don't think that was there so yeah there you go it's um, fairly a fairly substantial criticism there and you, you've got to wonder really what what was going on what you know they, they, they look at you talk about you know clubs in crisis and things like that I, if I was a Millwall fan well, I'd, you know, have various other problems, but I'd also be really, really worried. Um, I think, I think they're, they're, they're blessed with Kenny Jacket. You know, he seems to do a good job. Yeah, given oh, the tools available. Yeah, couldn't agree more, mate. He, he, he is criminally underrated by a lot of people. He's, he's an absolutely superb manager. And quite how he ended up being stuck with that, I don't know. I think Ian Holloway was talking about. It. He said he said he can't actually can't understand how. Kenny Jacket does it every year sort of like got no budget keeps losing players yet he still seems to get a team that can, you know is competitive in every game so uh, there we go um, I, I look I I, I I don't yeah I don't really want to dwell on that let's let's just say we had we had a couple of draws we remained unbeaten through that period we got to the last game needing a single point only to get into the playoffs um, as it happened we happened to win didn't we and, and we weren't off bad we weren't great I mean, I mean, in some style, yeah, That's yeah, some, ironic. some sort of a style, eh? But um, look, I mean, again, that we talk, talk, well, let's talk about it. It was three two. Um, we saw we apparently were uh, the possession was shaded by Peter fifty four percent two forty six. Um, we had seven shots on target. They had six. We had eleven shots. They had nine. Uh, equal on corners. Fouls were similar. So basically, the, the only statistic that really counts is that, that we scored three and they scored two. Um, I think it's fair to say that the first 20 minutes of that match, we we looked a confident team. We looked we looked far and away a better team than them. We looked a division above them, in my opinion. And, and that moment where Balassi sort of sprang clear on the right hand side, crossed the ball into Delaney, who I'm not sure was quite in that why he was in that position still. 
Um, but you know, there he was, point blank header straight at the keeper. But you know, Murray follow, follows up, and you can see him. He's wheeling away, celebrating the goal, pretty much. And it's a fantastic block by, um, I think it was McCann on the uh, on the line. And just, I mean, that's that's the same as, as scoring a goal for your team. That really is. It's absolutely superb. Um, but at that moment, that's kind of to me, that's pivotal. Absolutely pivotal. It's, I don't know. It's, it's not that long before Peterborough seemed to get some confidence from that. And I think there was something in the crowd about, um, well, obviously Barnsley were winning, and I think that Peterborough were kind of like knew that they had to. They kind of got a little bit of an indication from the crowd. And I think they just went up a gear. I think we failed to deal with it. If, if I'm being completely straight, and then that's where um, that's. I'm getting all sorts of messages on Facebook I have to shout that <laughs> I apologise very unprofessional I think some of them were related to our radio but oh, um, it's distracting me so basically yeah I mean Murray's follow up was clear but Peterborough's goal uh, let's let's talk about that well Nick wasn't it a good goal top. well that that is exactly the point of debate I think it was a fantastic goal it was it was a great piece of skill to dribble the way he did nutmeg jednak um but there's a few things there. Firstly, he's beaten five players. He stepped beside Gabidon like Gabidon wasn't there. And the ball, he's hit the ball central and, and just gone effectively through Spironi. So, you know, is it, it is a good goal, yeah, but how many chances do, like that, that kind of, to me, well, I don't know, yeah. feel free to disagree, but I think that's something we should be defending better. I think there was 18 opportunities to trip him up, counted. Uh, it was unreal. He just seemed to hot knife through very soft butter um, couldn't believe it and the replay just you know yeah, when you're watching it live you sort of, especially when you're up to the end you know you don't really get a good sense of it but watching it back on TV he's I think at one point I think Yelinak Moxie and I think it might be KG all seem to run into each other and he's just somehow wormed his way through and uh, yeah he's hit again was quite a poor shot and it's gone through Sproni but you know he's got that sort of uh, the impression of a wonder goal when in fact it was there was several attempts to stop it he picks the ball up on the halfway line almost mm. I mean yeah I don't, re- I don't really know what to say other than, other than you know I expect I expect it better I, I really do I mean I, I'm going to sort of break away for a second so I know people are experiencing problems with the sound quality we are broadcasting from a different place and unfortunately I think it, it could well be down to the internet connection there uh, we will um if at any point I can sort of break away from speaking or something like that, I'll see if there's any settings that I can change on Alex's computer to sort it out. But I think, unfortunately, we might have to just get on with it. Um, you pick it up on the podcast. Hopefully, the recording quality will be a bit better anyway. But um, hopefully, you know, you can at least hear us. And, um, you know, it's not going to be a tremendously long show today, so just do, be- do bear with us. Um, I mean, if I could return back to the, obviously, the Peterborough goal, and it, it, gave, them, it gave them such a lift to, to have someone walk through and do that. It was... It completely no. turned the game, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and then you suddenly saw all those things that we've been guilty of. You saw all those, those, um, you know, the sort of, the indecision. I think it's summed up really by the interaction, I've, I've mentioned it in my notes, the interaction between Delaney and, and Moxie at one, one point, where Delaney's trying to clear the ball, but, you know, also in his head he's got, oh, I've got, you know, Moxie's free out there on the left. He ends up just hoofing it straight to... You know, straight to the opposition. And again, we talked talk before about going people going long ball and stuff like that. And that's all confidence you saw when the first twenty minutes we weren't playing it that long. We weren't really like when there was the, when it was the right moment to hit it long. We did, but oh, I don't know really. Um, 
it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard one, but let's let's not get bogged down in it. I do think um, I do think that, uh, that, that, that we should have we should have done better with that first goal, but we got back into it. That you know there was a penalty. Um, and who got the penalty? Danny Gavin. No, everybody's villain. He scored last week. He's won us the penalty yesterday. He was awful yesterday. He was, but he won us a penalty. Do you know what I mean? He's one of these players. Only because somebody kicked him over. <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't won it through any great skill or invention. Someone's clapping. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's, it was a meaningful contribution. He's in He's in the right place and he has, you know... And to be honest with you, when he's got kicked, he has made the most of that in the right way. It was a penalty, don't get me wrong, but he's made sure that penalty was given. The you know? earth shook when he landed. <laughs> it did indeed. Um... <laughs> Well, look. I mean, I suppose let's let's first. Obviously, the penalty was converted by Glenn Murray. I don't know about you. I was, I was nervous when I saw him step up. I mean, the guy scored thirty goals this season, but I'm still nervous when he takes the penalty because let's say he could have had probably about thirty-six goals. I think he's scored. Yeah. So you're looking at it's right on half time. It's what a moment to actually. It's, you know, it's so vital that moment that you score. Then you change the game effectively. And but. But you miss that, and you, you go in, and you know the team talks a lot harder. People aren't listening; they're thinking about the penalty. I, you know, I'm not sure we would have come back from it. Uh, but there you go; he scores it. Fantastic. Um, well, let's no second half. We'll go second half again. Murray. Sorry, no. can I just can I just stop in there? Did anybody see the disagreement on the pitch? I think it was first half. No, no. I think it was Peter. Peter already won that up, and there was that chance where they put a, a, quite a good cross in. And it went right across the face of goal, and someone missed sliding in the far post. Um, there was a quite a big, looked like quite a big row in the middle of the pitch. I think it was KG and Delaney, and Zaha was involved, and yeah, they had to come over and have a word in Zaha's ear. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know what it was all about. I think it was just a general uh, disagreement about maybe the state of the defending. But um, you know, that's not the sort of stuff you want to see. No, I think mean, that's fair. I mean. But again, we well we had Ramage on the other week, and he was talking about the you know the disagreement in the changing room after after I forget which game it was now, but um, that's it. Well, probably yeah. But basically, yeah, he was just saying the same thing that um, they they you know they they just care. That's where the the tensions come from, the anxieties come from. They just they just wanted it a bit too much recently, and. It's all—it's coming out in, in bad ways. You're hearing, obviously, stories come out of the club about you know disagreements and things being confirmed by, by Holloway in the press about you know, yeah, they had words after this game and that game. It, it happens every day at a, a, a football match, but you can see—you can see what it is for this team to to be in the position that they're in, and you can see that when they lose confidence and they lose a bit of belief in each other, they get frustrated so quickly. And I think that's. I think that's what's caused this this bad run, and that's what we've got to be really mindful of in the playoffs. I think the the fans we'll talk about again later on was were excellent. They really supported the team, like you know, yesterday, and really just gave them some positive reinforcement. Yeah, there was moaning, and yeah, when we went two one down, it went a little bit flat for a while. But generally speaking, I think that the, the fans were there supporting the team, and I think that made a huge difference um, when they. Difference. Having a full stadium, doesn't it? Or a full stadium. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, of you know, people who who only come out for the big games. You know, I understand it's a huge debate to be had on that, and you know, I won't make any friends by keep, keep referring to it. But um, I just, 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just. I just feel that it could be such an important game yesterday. But, but basically, as I was saying, um, the, the, the second half we came out and, and we, again we were the defence was standing off, uh, and, and this the second goal it just came from a position where we shouldn't be conceding a goal. The Moxie stood off. Uh, I think it's Mendes Lang or something. It is. I forget exactly. But I mean, all he's done is just sort of slow. He's not used a trick or anything like that. No Zaha-esque bit of skill. He's just diverted across the pitch, cut inside, and just smashed a shot uh, into into the corner. But when you see it back as well, it's Spironi's misjudged the line of it, and you're thinking these are things that I mean, Jim Spironi shot stopping. You know, I've not seen many better. But for some reason, at the moment, there's just some little something that's that's, that's where people aren't quite doing it. Um, but we, you know, we're sounding like we lost the game. To be honest with you, we really are. Um, so let's focus. Let's focus on the on the positive. Um, Williams and Phillips came on as they often do to make an impact. Um, but it was really Stephen Dobby coming on the pitch and uh, and really changing everything. Fantastic dead, dead ball delivery. All he's interested in is attacking. Doesn't bother defending. You know, he he was basically the the driving force in us getting back into that game. And well, Albert, is that a fair comment? I think that is a fair comment. Yeah, I mean Williams, Williams. And Phillips will take the plaudits, but you're right. You know, Dobby is so attack-minded, and he's always trying to bring the ball down. And um, you know, he's a bit, he's a bit more of. I, I'd like him to. He's a bit Owen Garvin, but slightly more dynamic, and just I think half a second quicker to play. You know, the passes that he's looking to play, um, and he'll be missed. I've got to say, the playoffs. I think he'll be a real miss. Yeah. Um, I- yeah, he will, and obviously the person who's going to step in, I suppose, is going to be perhaps Moritz to take that place. And you know, other than the first few games that he played, he's not really had Bannon. that kind of an impact. Well, again, we talk, we talk Jason Bannon. He's it's a different type of player, certainly. I, I don't know whether he can deliver a dead ball, but he can certainly, uh, certainly take a shot. You know, these are the debates that's got to be had. We, you know, we've not got long to think about this. And so, well, the management now it's not really matter what we think, but the management have got to deal with the fact that. Um, but certainly Dobby, who's the one who's been creating and changing games, he's you know he's not available. He's not currently our player, if you like. Uh, although he's signing apparently at the end of the season. Um, look, you know that's for Brighton, couldn't he? Uh, I think no, I think he can only play for Brighton in the final. I can't remember exactly how it works. But, um, if we're buying him next year, he could score lots of goals for us. <laughs> he could, yeah, he could. Uh, thanks for that one. Uh, let's talk about Danny Gabidon. Um, oh. Penalty aside, um, <laughs> listen. At the end of the day, he, he's the man who's he's. We've dropped Peter Ramage. Um, I, I I struggle to agree with that myself. Does, any, does anybody agree with that, Nick? No, not at all. It's ever since we interviewed him, it's a curse. <laughs> so I um, I'm going to get an interview with, with Danny Gabbardon. Um, <laughs> possibly an interview with Dean Lox as well. Now I don't mean that. I, mean, I you know I I think. I think the current back four. Uh, I think Joel Ward is. I mean, if you th- what you think, what, what's happened to uh, Jazz Richards? He's just nowhere to be seen. I, th- I don't know if he's gone back. He might have even gone back. But um, but Joel Ward is just a superb right back and a fantastic player. So I mean, I mean, there's no real worries there. But um, but I think Moxie has really struggled at left back, and I'm not sure why. He just seems to be quite rash with his defending. I think he's enjoying the freedom of being out run forward, but I think it's had a, a negative impact on his defending. To be honest with you, and I think that the interaction between him and, and Damien Delaney is, is causing some issues as well. I think Dave Delaney has 
I wouldn't say his game has dropped, but I think you can tell you can tell just how desperate he is to win those games because he's he's making rash decisions and he's and, you know he's had a couple of noticeable individual errors. Shall we say? Yeah, he, he doesn't look as assured as he did when he first joined. Um, no, I think that's I think that's more than fair. But I I I am. I am, yeah, I'm really struggling with, with the idea that, that Ramage has to be the guy to miss out. It does does seem odd to me. Now I'm aware that Ramage made a colossal error up at Ipswich, but uh, to me, I don't think he was he was the issue. And I think, yeah, we kept we did keep a clean sheet at Millwall, but that's because of their lack of adventure. To be quite frank, um, we conceded another two yesterday. We didn't look any more solid with Gavin on in, um, and, and I worry because you see the Dwight Gale had a had a chance. It was purely a ball over the top, and for some. You know, Danny, Danny Gavilon is he's an experienced player and he, he can't control the ball over, over the shoulder and just sort of pushed it in, into Gale's path and George had to make a, a save and then you know later on we're talking about Tomlin just running past him like he weren't there and things like that that's not what I want to see in a uh, in a centre back I think I think he just doesn't seem to doesn't seem to be up to it maybe it's not his fault he's struggled with injuries for years now and, and maybe well, you know, just seems uh, seems a bit bizarre decision. But obviously, if anyone at home listening wants to uh, offer an opinion on on Danny Gavidon in, in a positive sense and tell us why we're wrong, we'll be glad to hear it. Um, cool. The hotline's going to go off the chart now, isn't it? People <laughs> defending Danny Gavidon. <laughs> Nick, it is uh, in the chat room, homeradio.net slash chat. Uh, Robert CPFC said, "I don't know how Gavidon started yesterday." Lions five fifty said, "Gavidon is clearly suffering with nerves." very low on confidence he's a far better player than he's been showing and uh, Lions um, uh, Dweeb sorry said can we interview KG about 8pm <laughs> on Friday and we know he won't be playing I think Dweeb's been reading my show plan because KG's the next man um, I, we want to talk about I, I'm we spoke yeah, kilograms yeah yeah okay I don't, do you know what Albert? I think that joke's been done <laughs> not by Albert though not by Albert I suppose it is a new the joke. way he tells them yeah it's magnificent um look uh <laughs> we talked we talked about him a couple of weeks back we talked about how he hasn't been the same player that we he's always been the same player as last season uh, all of a sudden he would come back from the African Cup of Nations had a little bit of an injury out there you know and, and, but someone was saying to, saying to me the other day I forget who I've been drinking quite heavily but um he said um he said KG does a lot of the unnoticed work and we've had there's various different midfielders I can remember over the years that um, that one person for every person who says you know they're terrible there's a person who says actually they do the you know the donkey work in the middle there they pick it you know the carrying and fetching of the ball you know being the link player and things like that and I've said it myself about various players over the years as well um, I don't know I didn't think KG was that poor yesterday um, I, but, I, I will but, defend him cool. I will defend him when he had the ball there was nobody from his past to and in the past he may he may have run with the ball a bit more but um, he just wasn't attacking players with it mm. um, but he, um, he he had nobody to pass to there's it, no that, support for him that's a point that is a, is a very good point and you think but you think to the, the again we talked about it but we think to the player that that scored that goal against Charlton and, and whether you can imagine that KG doing doing that now and I think to me that's 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 what we're talking about here that's what we're talking about in terms of a drop of form and fitness yeah in that you cannot imagine for a second KG getting up for a volley like that 
you know, at that, that point in the game. I just, that's where we are with it. Look, I mean, again, you, you can sort of pick holes in it. Let's look at some, but let's look at some positive performances. Been a while since it had a, a, a significant impact, but Kevin Phillips coming off the bench. And, um, well, Albert, what do you think of his goal? Oh, it was a great goal. Really, he did really well to create the space. Um, you know, it was a really crowded, you know, on the 12 yard line, really crowded area. And just looked like he was going to get. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Division. 
I, I, it's, I find it hard to argue because of how good he's become. Um, what do you think of his performance yesterday, Nick? Yeah, it, it was just the performance we come to expect, and I was so pleased for him to score the, the winning goal. It was just fantastic. He just gives it all, mm. doesn't he? In a kind of almost a Terry Butcher-esque way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did enjoy the fact, I thought, well, I don't know if he was pointing to the captain's armband or the fact that the ball came off his shoulder, but you're right, it was a fitting moment for him to score the winner. And obviously there were the predictable responses of him scoring the winner on May the 4th, you know, Star Wars Day, blah, blah, Jedi, Jedi, all that, that sort of stuff. But we're not going to go down those predictable routes of jokes, are we, Albert? No. Very good. Just checking with you. You know what you're like. In the, um, apparently Harry Redknapp was there yesterday. Was he? I think by the 
by the point they went 2-1 up I wanted nothing more than to relegate them and well, you know, not, Durham beforehand yeah well you know <laughs> it's enough to, it's enough for him to, um, to be sort of ashamed by the, they don't really need the, the relegation of his football club to take the mick out of him so like I, but I yeah I mean I think I think they showed a little bit of um a lack of respect to the fans maybe got a little bit too excited I was delighted to relegate him in the end I really was they got really excited last week it wasn't it so I'm confused Albert said something and then Nick started talking Albert you said they got really excited last week they were celebrating last week they'd stayed up you know yeah yeah exactly you can understand it to a point I suppose I mean it must be very tense for them and you could see once once we got back to two two, I looked over at them, and you could just all the colour had drained out of their faces, and they just you could tell like they wanted to leave, but they couldn't, you know, and all that sort of stuff. It was it was quite bad to see. I'm sorry, Nick, you did say something about a penalty or something. Yeah, it was ironic that it was a penalty that helped put them down, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Um, after Durham's campaign of uh, let's make sure Palace get no penalty as well, we did get one more, didn't we? One more penalty. What a critical penalty well, that was, Adrian. No, I'm not smiling while saying that at all. I don't want anyone to think that I'm smiling while saying that. Um, James, who is uh, who is observing us in the background here, um, with a review to having a go at producing the show in the future, uh, has said, um, have we got anything to say about Wilf being choked up and his T-shirt? Um, which I thought was a fantastic point to make. Obviously, the players did their lap of honour at the end, and uh, you'd have seen Wilf's T-shirt, which just said, uh, thank you, CPFC, with a big heart. It was really nice, and you could see how he was, you know, he was very emotionally moved by the moment. And did you see what it said on the back? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Go, go fuck yourselves! It says. <laughs> oh, oh God! There's a swear <laughs> jar now, Albert. I know you've been on holiday for a while, but there is a swear jar. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, he's all right. <laughs> he's got. He's he's amazing. He's got sound. That's me putting my coin in. That's it's like that's like real radio, isn't it? Uh, that's good. There you go fascinated by that um, Nick have you got any sound effects I mean what was your opinion on uh, Wolf's gesture it was very nice wasn't it um, there's been a few good shots over the uh, inter- interweb um, it's, it's, does that mean he's not playing in the playoffs bye everybody <laughs> I'm off for the yeah, 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 yeah. that's the finished um, that's the I think yeah, look, obviously he's still got a very important part to play um, in one more match at Selhurst. But obviously to do the lap of honour thing, they're not going to do that after the playoff first leg, are they? It'd be uh, bad form to do that. So I think um, it was obviously the right moment to do that, that T-shirt tribute. My, I say T-shirt tribute, it's a vest. Mm, vests. But anyway, um, I, thought, I thought now's probably a good time to, to talk about what, since effectively that's his Palace career coming to a close... Um, about what sort of a player we we found him, you know, has he been here long enough to, to really be held in the kind of esteem that um, that he is for some, and that maybe, or maybe you know, should he should he have had another year? What, what do you think, Nick? Um, my heart says I wish he had another year, some kind of clause. If we if we go up, he stays with us, mm. just just for one season, just so he can be part of a team that's, you know, you, you hate to see a team that does well to to break up. You know, the, we have, we did come fifth this season. That's that's over forty six games. It's a good show. Yes, it is. We've shown we're we're well worth it, and I'd, I'd hate to see the team kind of 
disband at all. Yeah. Well, obviously, he's he's a huge part of that, and and we're starting to see Victor Moses at Chelsea really start to sort of show what a, what a player he is. And oh yes, you know, yes. I mean, he's really really coming into his own there, and, and it's fantastic to see. And you know, I'm sure we'll be doing the same. But the two always get compared, really, and I, I think because of when Victor had to leave Palace, I think we missed out on on way way more than we you know than we should have done. Um, Wealth, on the other hand, we've had. In, the fir- in and around the first team probably a little bit longer and I would say he's had more of an impact um, and he's certainly one of the best I think I've ever seen in the Palace shirt um, Albert what's your views on him uh, you know, in terms of his Palace career I think um, forget forget how long he was here you know, forget what he did in that short time you know, he was fantastic you know, we had to really like him before and then, you know, not saying Moses wasn't a special player because he was a fantastic player but Zaha's you know, one of a kind and um, you know, people might say he should have scored more, etc., etc. But the things he did with the ball, and every time the people got to his feet, the whole stadium would be up. And that, you know, you don't get a player like that very often. Not since Tommy Black, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's earned his move. He's earned his move. You can't. No one can. No yeah. one can begrudge him. He's been a Man United. You know. Uh, yes, yeah. And how how often do we sell a player to Man U? You know what I mean? It just don't happen, does it? So. It's um it's fantastic to see. That's it's exactly the sort of thing we've been saying when we get our best youngsters come through. We we thought about Klein as well, and you see him playing playing so well in the Premiership, and you just think, you know, we should have sold him to a to a better club. They're better, and I'm forever telling my mates when we get young players, oh, you know, this guy, watch out for him. He's going to play for England, blah 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 blah. And we always seem to get rid of him to fucking Wigan or something. The classic case is um, Ian Wright really isn't it? You know, We all knew it was inevitable he was going to go off but what a career he had after, after us. Yeah, yeah. But I mean he was he was uh, he was something else. Like, he was a unique kind of situation. He came in he came in to have that amount of talent but to come into the, the professional game that late was I mean yeah. even now it's just well now it's even more bizarre but even then it was it was just incredibly odd to have yeah, someone do it. that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, like in, in that, Jones. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah. You know, um, will that ever happen again? Yeah, um, probably not, mate. But you never know. I mean, you, well, in the last one who played in the top division, I think Jeff Horsfield, wasn't it? He was a bricklayer or something. But um, anyway, look, uh, I'm going to pick up on a, some of our um, communication, guys. It'll come back to some points that we've been making. So I'll, I'll ask you the, your views. And Tom Caswell emailed us a bit earlier on. Uh, and he was talking about um, Danny Gabadon and he said that the only thing he can think is he has a bit more pace than Ramage but, uh, but the Peter Ramage and Damien Delaney should, Damien Delaney relationship was good and being split is sad to him um, well uh, pace is it, is it pace Albert? as in is Gabadon pacey than Ramage? yep uh, if he is it's not no I'll say that much uh, I yeah. think Ramage Ramage sort of quite a good positional sense and doesn't necessarily need, you know, a, a half a yard of pace to try and claw the ball back. Um, don't know if you. Yeah, no, well, I'm, uh, I kind of know where you're coming from, and I also know what, what Tom's saying. And I know what Tom's saying. Ramage can appear uh, certainly in terms of like recovery pace when you know after an error or after you know trying to win a header, it's now a header. Recovery pace, I would say, he kind of he, he does lack, but. I mean, Gabadon surprised me on that sense, and obviously Gabadon lacks the height as well. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's an odd one, really. I, I, I understand where Tom's coming from, and it, like I said, I think Tom's 
like us, probably clutching at straws there, trying to think of a possible reason. But Rubbish in control of football, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I don't care how fast he can run. <laughs> Fair dues. Um, okay, we've got I, th- I think um, with the Ramage and Delaney partnership was a good one, because even Delaney's looking a bit lost without Rambo next to him, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I mean, yeah, obviously the two together made errors at Ipswich, which I'll, I, I do come back to. But, um, but yeah, I think I think it's I think they had a, a you know being friends and being you know at the centre of defence all season. I think it you know it goes beyond just just a couple of games where you you know you might be struggling a bit. I think I think overall we, we look stronger with them in the centre of defence. But yeah. I, at the end of the day, that you know Ian Holloway is paid to, to make those decisions, and, and what he sees is obviously different to us. But so you know, I haven't found a single person who, who really says that Gabon should be playing. So, um, uh, but we'll, we'll move on from that. We've had plenty of uh, forward reviews and things like that, and I might pick up on in a little bit of forward season reviews. In fact, uh, hopefully Alex will pop, pop those in the document. And I'll come back to those at the end. Um, but uh, we've we've had lots and lots of communication. Things that we've said. Um, uh, Barry Harris says Jazz Richards has tweeted that he's still with Palace for the playoffs. Uh, Jack David Maddox has said uh, what's happened with Moritz uh, when the players are doing their lap of appreciation he didn't look interested uh, anyone else pick up on that no deathly silence I did see the picture earlier on Homesdale of him of Jednak looking at him like he'd uh, just I don't know shocked, shocked him quite significantly I think uh, Ramsey took that picture and put it up on, uh, on Homesdale not really sure what to uh, what to make of that I didn't see it myself but um yeah, um, I think I just noticed uh, the Tommy Black comment earlier on. James just picked up exactly what um, what I was thinking, which was that uh, that um, Tommy Black just before he needed that new contract actually did play pretty much that well. Uh, but you were talking about uh, Nick, you did want to make a point. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Ross Phillips has contacted me. Hello, Ross Palace guard. Um, he said I thought Jedi had a nightmare yesterday. To be honest, his tackles were invisible. But both posh goals, his tackles were very sorry. weak. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, Albert. Um, well, you know, I, I, that's well. I, I respect Ross's opinion, um, but I do think that I saw well, Jednak winning stuff that he had no right to win. Maybe I think, yeah, certainly for the goals, you can argue he missed challenges, but it's certain, I'd say the second goal was not really Jednak's fault in terms of a challenge. It was it was people backing off. Um, and Jednak shouldn't be making it. He was on both of those. He's making a challenge on the wing. So the fact that he's had to do that to me points the finger elsewhere. If you know, what he, I mean. was on, he was on a yellow as well. I think at the time before the first goal. So to cynically chop someone down running through him, we wouldn't have had him for the rest of the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, can't we can't take that sort of risk not now. And um, obviously, and then you go into even if we did get into the playoffs and non-losing him, you do think. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna have a chance in hell if we haven't got Milo Jednak in the midfield during the playoffs, are we? So, um, uh, Toby Larone, I don't know what his, what his real name is, but um, he says Gabidon is a definite no-no. Need Ram- Ramage in there for the playoffs. Um, <laughs> he also says, lads, it sounds like your water pump needs changing. Yeah, um, hopefully we'll be back to normal for next week in terms of the sounds and the weird sound quality. I don't know what's up, but we'll uh, we'll try and figure it out during the week. Uh, Patrick O'Connor says he's missed the first 15 minutes sorry but any thoughts on Dougie Friedman and Bolton missing out on promotion he says sad really with a nice big smiley face afterwards uh, Nick what do you think of Dougie missing out on promotion ha <laughs> uh, Albert 
Yeah. I, I have to say, I was surprised at um, the lack of W3 and what had been done. Esk victory on the final whistle yesterday. Um, so, mate, there was a bit of it in the pub later on. Um, I think um, I think what you've got, certainly at games as well, is you've got still got sections of the support that um, believe, believe he was forced out of the club, didn't choose to leave and, you know, want him back and all that sort of stuff. But um, I think ultimately um, a lot of people did take a bit of shade in Vralda in the in his failure to get promoted and the failure to get into the playoffs sorry and, and uh, I've noticed he has been taking a bit of stick on the Bolton message boards as well for doing that considering the run of form he's had to get him as close as he did I think that's pretty harsh that is it's harsh, harsh. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah I've said it yeah, but, you know I'm going to feel sorry for him because you know he, he made his decision and so be it you know we heard yeah, subject to Dougie Friedman I did enjoy the uh, Dougie Friedman May Canada competition work with the competition, but <laughs> people sharing what they've done to their calendars. Yeah, okay, again, yeah, I again, still out there on at whole radio, are they? I think we've retweeted them all. If you look at our um, our pictures on Twitter, you can see the ones that people have sent us in. If you haven't done it yet as well, it's really it's really quite a fun activity to do. Uh, if you've got the the Palace calendar and you obviously Dougie is in May and quite a lot of them. You can just make some changes to it. There was one on uh, Facebook I saw where um, he'd been converted to a member of KISS, I believe. Yeah, which, I like that one. Which I thoroughly enjoyed. But, um, yeah. Oh, right, look, listen. We, we, look, listen. Mm, what's happened there? Look, listen, and look. learn. Look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Sorry, everybody. I just Who's the teacher here? Oh. Look, um, listen, and... Um, that is uh, that's I think that's the. Should we talk about Brighton, Chris? Before um... we're gonna we're gonna before we go. Um, I just want to pick up on a quick four word reviews of I think it's of the season. Um, uh, Georgie, it's a lot of these there. Um, says Mila Yednak, absolute hero. Um, Anna, who's on Twitter as Just Impossible, says um, Selhurst Park was rocking. That's got to be for the game, I believe. Uh, who else have we got? Bob White. That was my Gavidon hit the deck for the penalty, I think. <laughs> You're mean, you know that. Um, Bob White says, uh, never easy following Palace. Uh, Gaz, Gary T123 says, bring on the scum. Uh, Fergus says, better late than never. Uh, James Peter Glover says, Bolton missed playoff spot. That's where his focus is. Um, I think Crystal Palace gives that. Is. That's a Twitter account well worth following. At CPFC Gifts, that is. That's G I F S, it's Gifts. Um, Return of the Jedi. Hmm. Hmm. Where had he been? Yeah, where had he been? Okay, so um, that's it. That's it. That's the reviews done. Let's talk about what's coming up. What's coming up is a two match. Uh, oh, I don't know. What, what's the what possible word can I finish that with? I've talked myself into two a goal. Smorgasbord. <laughs> No, I'm going with that. It's a two-match smorgasbord. Um, <laughs> I love it. Uh, we've got two matches, matches against um, against our bitter, evil rivals, Brighton. Um, obviously, the footballing gods were dissatisfied with the 3-3 aggregate score, one win each. Um, decided that we needed to play another two games, which will result in one of us going to Wembley. Mm. You know, it's, it's probably as tense and exciting end to the season as we could possibly hope for, um, especially if you think about where we were at the start of the season. 
Uh, it's, I mean, their form, I, I was supposed to look it up, I've just written the words Brighton form, but I haven't filled that in. But, yes. yeah, mm, thanks. Form goes out the window and he's good. Form goes out the window. Sorry, Mr. Cliche, when you've got your, your Brightons and your Leicesters. Your uh, Albert, and Albert, could you, um, could you pop a quid in the Cliche, cliche jar for Nick, please, mate? <laughs> That's very awesome. Nice one. Cheers, mate. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm definitely keeping the jar for next season. It's a good, it's a good prop. Um, yeah. So, oh, wow. Um, it's going to be. I think obviously there's the demand for tickets and the tension going around people trying to get tickets has um, just shown you what this means to people. It's going to be. It's going to be horrendous. I think on paper we should. We you know we are very much the underdogs. Considering how they finished the season, they finished it very strongly, scoring a lot of goals, staying really solid at the back. You know, everything that, that we're not, we weren't scoring, we were conceding loads and all that sort of stuff. But we've just had this little renaissance, if you like, this little bit of a, you know, a little run at the end where we've we've not lost for four games or something, finished it with a with a, you know, a gutsy win. And um, I am throwing a curveball question. Mm. The time. Uh, from the chat room, Lions 550, I asked this ages ago, but I thought I'd save it. Should we change formation for the first leg to catch Brighton by surprise? What, you mean like a reverse Christmas tree with one at the back? Um, awfully sexy. I was going to say, the reverse Christmas tree <laughs> excites me in a number of ways, but none of them relate <laughs> to football. Um, I don't know what I've just said there. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, I, I think we've got to do something different. I think it, everyone seems to be playing the, the formation that we play and then, anyway uh, Brighton played it against us at, at that wonderful game in the Amex uh, we lost three of them. and um, and played it better than us and that was that was horrible to see so I think we've got to do something different but you, what you don't want to do now is is try and change too much because you got the players have got to keep some sort of rhythm they've got to, you know they've got to know their jobs it's vital at the moment I can't see and I may really regret saying this I can't see either game being anything like as comprehensive for either team as it was and, and you know what I mean it's not going to be 3-0 to, to anyone I don't think I do I do think it'll be <laughs> KG um, I just I can't see it I really can't I think I've, I do it's an easy thing to say but the home leg that first game is just so crucial you don't there's obviously no such thing as away goals in. Um, is there no away goals in playoffs? No, 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 no. So you, oh, you're not. Oh, Lord. No. But so to me, you. I mean, everyone says that, it's, it, that the game can't possibly be won in that first game because it's only half time, blah, blah, blah. You remember when we played Watford not that long ago and they oh, stuffed, yeah. stuffed us 3 0 in that first game? We were, we were dead. We were dead and buried. It's 0 0 with a certain game. Could, couldn't do a thing about it. They didn't have to attack. Yeah. They just. Look at Barcelona, Munich. Yeah, exactly. It ended up 7-0 on aggregate, didn't it? So, look, we want to avoid anything drastic going wrong, but also we need to take advantage of the fact that we are a very, very good team at home. We've had we had a blip, you know, and even in our worst run of form, although we got digger stuff for nil by Birmingham, that, that game aside, we've we've still been strong and really hard to beat at home. So, we don't we don't need. To, to panic, we don't do anything drastic, but we need to make sure we are in the game going to the Amex, and then, then it's just a one-off game. Uh, guys, I mean, together, you got any thoughts on predictions? Any way you feel it going? Any play you think is going to make the difference? I mean, what would we do here? I Sick. went. 
this sweat. I just think sweat. Calvin Andrew will come on. <laughs> with Twenty minutes to go. He's technically a free agent after being released by Paul. I believe. But um, they're going to get him on a on a twenty-five minute loan <coughs> from someone. Uh, last 25 minutes of the match where he'll be our hero yeah ok fair dues um, I'll say Will who <sighs> yeah alright so other than that weird weirdness aside um, I genuinely think that um, uh, well, I, I genuinely think that we'll be probably be looking at the last few minutes of the second leg before anything gets decided in any meaningful mm. way uh, I guess it's the sort of thing you can imagine going to, to a penalty shootout really I just it's going to be absolute hell, but it's also going to be something that you don't want to miss. So would you take Would you take a draw in the first leg? Um, now, no, 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 no. I, I firmly believe we'll win at Sellers Park. So, okay. Um, so, but it, I think it will. <laughs> I think it'll. Yeah, my brain is starting to shut down, but I think it will. Um, I think it will. It will. What I, what I love about these fixtures, obviously, the, the nerve, the nerves, and the rivalry. Sorry, you know, being of a certain generation up to speed with the Brighton rivalry, having lived it, sort of thing. And you read all you read all the history, and they talk about oh, the game, the, this game in '73, where someone broke someone's leg, and the, there was eight penalties. And you, the, the, these playoff games are going to be, you know, the next sort of bullet point in that story. Oh yeah, and uh, it's it's really you know. Nerves aside, it's, it's a great it's a great story, and uh, it's yeah. sod's law that it's come down to this, isn't it? Yeah. Is this your roundabout way to say history is going to be written? <laughs> it is. It is. It, Albert's made absolutely fantastic point. It is. It is. This this is our you know it's our biggest rivalry at the moment. For some people, it's Mill, but basically, I think for for most people, this is the biggest rivalry, and this is the next chapter being written. He's Albert's absolutely spot on with that. Tuesday, isn't it? Wow. Wow. Yeah, and you no, 
black and yellow stripes for next season. Yeah, thanks for that, Nick. Um, on that note, I think I'm going to let Alex end the show. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, really appreciate it, and really appreciate, appreciate you sticking with us for the um, slight technical weirdness that's been happening for some people, if not all people. Uh, hopefully, the podcast will come out nice and clear. Um, but obviously, yeah, I mean, keep keep your eyes peeled. Chances are we'll be, we'll be on on Sunday, but we may choose to leave it a little bit. But other than that, we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Believe. Oh, you know the trouble is we haven't got the outro music. I don't know. When... It's the ninetieth minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.